0: Hey everybody in Blinkland, Ryan here. It's been a while since we've done you know one of these cold openings for the show, but this is a very special episode of the Take Off Your Pants and Podcast and called for a very special opening. So this week on the show, Mike and I were joined by Zach and Packy of the OG Blink-182 podcast, Down the Bunny Hole. Now, if you aren't aware, Down the Bunny Hole is, as far as we know, the first ever Blink-182 podcast. So, long story short, Mike and I are just a bunch of frauds. <laughs> so, uh, this episode uh, will actually be part one of a cross-podcast, you know, thingy, you know, I guess, like a you know universe is colliding. Uh, So we got to know the Down the Bunny Hole guys and play a little Blink Trivia game with them. And, you know, it was really cool. And here, part two of our conversation, check it out over at Down the Bunny Hole anywhere podcasts can be heard on iTunes or Android. And it should be posted later this week. I suggest you check out their show. They have a huge library of episodes to listen to. And they're just really good dudes. And I hope you enjoy. So sit back, relax, and take your pants off.
1: Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. I'm Mike. As always, we have
0: Ryan. You never said that part, but it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. How's it going?
1: Uh, It's going great. You know, it's actually going really good today because we have with us two very, very special people, Zachary and Packy. Zach and Packy from Houston, Seattle, the creators of down the bunny hole uh basically the podcast
2: that we ripped off ripped off uh (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) how's it going that's a much that's great that's a much better intro than i'll ever get in my my whole life so i think (laughs) that's the best guest intro we've ever
3: gotten it's
1: honored to have you guys here like you guys were i don't know we've had this idea kicking around for a while and it was cool to like see that this has been going on for a lot longer than we've been doing it, and and yeah. I don't know, I love the the idea that you had like your. So should you? Do you want to explain for our listeners what your show yeah, what is? Put down
0: the bunny hole because
1: it's it's more than just just a podcast about Blink.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, right. It's primarily about Blink, but yeah, we uh, we so we met uh, through actually other podcasts. We both do other podcasts. I had a few a couple years ago, and a mutual friend of ours that I do a podcast with is friends with Packy, and he posted his fourth or fifth episode—I don't remember—and it was entitled uh, "What was it, Packy?" Third. Third. I'm sorry. Huh. Um, what was the title? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> don't put me on. It the was spot lyrics like from this. Secret Crowds, uh, and I yeah, messaged it was, uh, "Spread, spread love like violence" or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I messaged my our mutual friend, and I was like. Uh, I'm pretty sure those are lyrics from a, an Angels and Airwaves song. You're, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I, I don't know. I guess." I'm like, "No, no, I'm, they are." I need to talk <laughs> to this guy because that's a weird thing to post. You know, that's I not something that. norm, someone normally does. So, yeah. So I messaged him, and I was like, "Hey, man, I noticed you put some some Angels and Airwaves lyrics in the title of your podcast. Do you want to talk about that sometime?" And uh, we. I was like,
3: "Who the fuck is this guy?" Pretty much. <laughs> I'm three episodes in. I'm not this big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh,
2: and you're still not, so don't worry about it. But So that was what it was, you know? We just started talking about Blink, and we, weirdly enough, have never met, but we have so many parallels. I mean, you except st- for him being guys left-handed. You still haven't met? No, no never. How
3: many
1: met? podcasts do you think you've recorded together?
2: uh well we've done at least well 68 at least the 69 68, 68 on and- on down the bunny hole what would you say is
0: like different about down the bunny hole as far as like what your podcast is because like from what i've you know i've heard a lot of the episodes as well, and it's kind of like you break down like two songs each episode, Mm -hmm. which is a little different than... Because originally when we started, we were just going to do like album, like just like a mini series of like every Blink album, and then we ended up living in the same city. So we're just like, let's keep this going. But uh, so what did you, like what do you guys, like how do you guys do your show, you would say?
2: Well, we always started with just taking two songs, like you said, and just breaking them down, and we would kind of... talk about anything else that came about but when we started was when they first got back together well not it was a little bit after and no, but nothing really happened after they you know reunited uh, at the grammys they announced they're they're gonna reunite and stuff and then we finally got neighborhoods and we thought man blink-182's back in business this is the best time yeah. uh, to be talking about blink-182 and then there's gonna be so much shit yeah there's gonna be some, so much, <laughs> yeah, we be so so much music <laughs> and uh then we got dogs eating dogs after a lot of delays and then after that you know shit happened and somebody's no longer the band and it kind of yeah, went a little again. south for a little while and i was like it went pretty south like it went more than a little south yeah i was just <laughs> way further than where i'm at south and it was bad and we had nothing to talk about so we just broke down songs and there was not much else to talk about at the time now however like this is what was so funny whenever i saw you guys come about at first i was kind of like this is bullshit uh and uh so i was like this is bullshit because like all of a sudden blink is getting really big again and it just, I, was, I was like we really i thought we hit the right window but we just did not tom found a way to fuck us again you know <laughs> so much so that when packy got to meet him for like the second hundredth time i don't know with him because i've never met him but he got poets uh the book he wrote what was it poet anderson of the hell's called, I don't know. Of nightmares. He got an autograph he, for uh, me. And I asked him Did he did he autograph it actually to us by accident? No. no but I, I told him to write fuck you, Zachary. That way I could get at least get the fuck you in writing this time. Oh, that's good. But he just put fuck that's you, he good. forgot my name, so I kind of got my fuck you anyway. It was a collective fuck you. Yeah, Packy forgot fuck to tell you. him. The second Most time, I think, because they started well, talking about their friendship that they have.
3: Yeah. We started taking <laughs> off each other's pants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask about like the the kind of format of your show because I think well I guess, you know, it's not exactly what you're sticking to now because there is stuff happening. Right. But the uh you had this like library of going over most of the songs most, yeah. now. Um in a kind of in depth way that you don't I never really heard anywhere else. And I was wondering, like, what were some of the songs that you talked about the, like, was there one that stuck out as like, how the hell are we going to think of something to like say about this song? Like what is there to say about it?
2: (laughs) Right. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I feel like the way we break down songs, Is kind of stupid just from my point of view because Packy is the one that will go into detail and put metaphors in his shit. I'm just like, yeah, this song kind of fucking sucked to be honest with you. I didn't really, wasn't really feeling this shit. I like this line here and that's about it, but Packy will go in and make it about something. And so I think I just rely on him a lot to find uh, the metaphors (laughs) in songs like Fuck a Dog and and things like that because I'm sure they're there, but I just can't see them. So, yeah.
1: Packy, what do do you know what the metaphor for fuck, Fuck a Dog might be?
3: Well, it's clearly some deep-seated desire to long for a kind of relationship that you really shouldn't have.
1: Oh wow, dang, that does—he's
3: pretty good at this. <laughs> like, like, I, I hate good. him because he's really good at
2: this. He will—he's wow. done this with other songs where he's like, "Oh yeah, I think it's about this, this, and that," and I'll happen to know what the song is about, and he won't. i will be like, "Yeah, that's not at all what they say the song is about," <laughs> but that's a and really what it's good interpretation.
3: About is...
0: <laughs> it is yeah
3: my my it's favorite example deep. was when we talked about um a new hope oh name?
1: yeah the uh the song about princess leia yeah
3: because i mean zach was saying how it's just the song about you know looking for princess leia and i was like well, maybe it seems more like a song about somebody that's longing for a relationship with a girl that doesn't actually exist like the perfect image of a girl in their mind this movie star and he's just like the fuck? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's that's exactly. God, what that was. is really good. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to know what a song may or may not be about, I, just okay. just ask Packy. He will give you some great a horseshit. That maybe sounds you can so settle, good. <laughs> uh,
1: settle for us what six eight is about because we've been talking
2: everything from like, is it about the band? Is it about Tom? <laughs> Tom. Yeah, look, I'm just gonna Tom, say yeah. it. I know everyone, you know, doesn't want to admit it, but I think. I think Mark's going to write about Tom a lot. And uh, I honestly think it's about Tom. I actually don't say that about many songs, but I think this one has... Uh, I think it's a little bit about Tom. <laughs> because some I of the best awesome. songs he's written, like to me, No It Isn't, is an excellent song. And it is about yeah. Tom. It's why it's called No It Isn't.
1: Well, he's, you know, he's a middle-aged white guy who's a millionaire with a, a beautiful, uh, amazing wife, uh, a wonderful kid. Mm-hmm. What pain is he gonna be drawing from (laughs) other than tom
3: (laughs) his his long-lasting friendship going down the shitter yeah
0: yeah i I think why not like that's gonna write some good music you know absolutely i I
2: mean we've all lost good friends i assumed you know down the road through just circumstances in life so and aliens yeah of course (laughs) and money
1: (laughs) well speaking about the fact that you know we're both you know you guys are doing this podcast we're doing this podcast uh i'm looking at ryan's notes that he's written up and he has written here why are we still talking
2: about blink <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit strange you know considering we both do podcasts about that i don't i don't think it makes a lot of sense for us to spend any more time talking about blink at all
0: what well it was kind of like people always ask like when i tell them like What's your podcast about? And it's like Blink One Eighty Two, and then they're just like, "How do? You, what do you guys talk
2: about?" And it's kind of like, um, I don't know. Like, what I feel like there's so much. About. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's funny. You know, I had a I have a uh, my my fiance's brother in law. I guess he'll be my brother in law at some point. And he uh, he's real big in Dungeons and Dragons and shit and all this stuff. And I used to I still make fun of him for oh, it. Wow. But then when I put it all together, I was like, I'm pretty much doing the same thing about Blink One Eighty Two now. I talked to a stranger. I'd never met about scenarios and stuff with blink Two, and that is my Dungeons & Dragons. So, yeah, that's exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah I totally. Yeah.
2: Travis is your night elf or whatever.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I Tom think is your backstabbing like, uh... rogue. <laughs> 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 I'm
2: sure oh, these man. references make sense to all of you, but I have no idea what you're talking about. i <laughs> well, talk it's so to your soon-to-be cause... brother-in-law. He'll get it. I know. He fucking will, and he'll try and play a game with me about it. <laughs> yeah
0: it's it's do you guys uh i mean yeah like we were just we keep talking about tom like we we've lately every once in a while get like a well maybe there's only one where someone is like stop talking about tom or giving <laughs> shit about tom but it's like how could you not you know yeah yeah i, I think th- i think what
1: you were saying about like mark uh being upset about tom is a little bit true to like how the fan base i think rightfully does feel you know because he kind of like it's fine if he wants to leave blink i don't think anyone was upset about that it was just the The way the non-communication and sort of like in the same way he was making mark and travis sit on their hands he was kind of making the fans sit on their hands where you know shit like you guys were like
0: yeah blink's (laughs) back let's do a podcast (laughs) yeah Yeah, it was kind of one of those fool
3: me twice scenarios where it's like all right he did the exact same thing
2: yeah, the first yeah. Time. I remember the first time it happened. An ex girlfriend called me and she's like, "Hey, did you hear Blink broke up?" I'm like, "No, I didn't, because I've got a job." But uh that sucks, you know. <laughs> I was like, "That sucks," because I like Blink way too. But you know, it was no it was whatever. And then when it happened the second time, I was like, "Fucking seriously, like, are we, like I just can't even care anymore." You can't, you can't quit twice. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what your problem is. Now, if you're just like, yeah. "I don't want to do it anymore," that's fine. Just come out and say that. But that's not really what happened.
3: And that's not what he's right. saying now. He thinks the spot is still his.
2: Yeah, he's like, "That's still my band." I don't know if you guys know this. I'm still in Blink One Eighty Two. Well, did uh,
0: I guess we could have said this earlier? But like, when did you guys like, um, like, I don't know, discover Blink? Like, I, you said you're around thirty or so. Like, when was it? Has it been pretty much since you were like junior high age, or is it? When did you guys come across
2: Blink? uh for me it was it was pretty early on definitely junior high uh i I, because of the best friend's older brother you know i got to hear uh i think he really liked dude ranch it's my best friend's favorite album like nothing's ever gonna be better than dude ranch to him or a lot of people for that matter uh but uh for me it was probably around dude ranch and i was you know i mean i I heard it a little bit later than it came out obviously but that was where i started and i was not upset about the evolution to enema or any of those other things like some of the other people totally
3: For me, it was yeah, what about, me, it was another yeah, so state for sure. Like, I was the the go home and watch TRL kid, you know, after school and yeah. Well, uh, did you
2: ever watch the box where you could vote on music videos? No. Did you, you, didn't, did you have that? So. Did either any of you guys have that, or was it just just wait? My I thought thing?
1: the TRL is where you vote on music. Well, videos. Well, there was
2: that too, but this was a station that was only music videos. There was no bullshit shows. It was just music videos 24/7, and you could like call and vote.
1: Oh shit! That sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, it sounds amazing. I wait, it was around the time when Papa Roach's last was came out, but it was kind of at its peak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when 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 Papa Roach was also at its peak. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Were they ever? Uh, I'm just kidding. That was one of the riffs I could play on the guitar, and you're
2: talking oh, about yeah. that you could play Blink riffs on the guitar. It's like. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's one of the things I think I really enjoy about playing guitar is that people that don't know how to play guitar are really easily fooled into thinking you could play guitar fairly <laughs> it's well. <so> true. <laughs> it's just the ones that know how to play guitar that are like, you're not that good. When Matt came
0: into the band and stuff, like how did you react to that? Did you like were excited for it or what do you guys think?
2: I was very excited about it because I, I had heard some of his work and I always liked, I always liked his voice and I liked, I liked the, his riff work. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I really just thought I was like, wow, this seems like—I mean, I couldn't. It's one of those things where I just couldn't. I don't know who I would have picked, but I couldn't imagine anyone else doing it. Yeah, um, for sure. In place of Tom, and yeah, I—I uh, I was. I don't feel like I've been wrong about it. There's definitely things I wish they have, they had done differently with california and things like that but overall i'm completely satisfied with matt skiba as as a a choice yeah i don't think like even the complaints some people have
1: with like blink 3.0 or 2.0 or whatever uh i don't (laughs) think anyone's ever yeah oh that's good uh blingway trio i i haven't heard anyone say like fuck skiba or like ski too much skiba like if anything i i feel like one of the complaints is like i want some more skiba yeah, yeah, like, uh,
2: like songs it. that are we, just Skiba and just, not Mark. just Skiba, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, and I we I love would, Mark, but it would be nice for variety. Yeah, I hope there's a song on the deluxe that's just all Skiba, and if not, I hope there's. Uh, I'm gonna be really bummed if, like, on the next album, there's not at least one song that's all Skiba.
3: Well, that was like yeah, the classic feel, formula of Blink for a while. Is like you know they'd go back and forth, alternate lines or verses, but then occasionally there would be a completely. 100% Mark's yeah, song and, and, or 100% and it's Tom's kinda cool song. It's kind of cool when
1: you do that because you have like the full on musical direction of like one person that's always going to be different than the direction of a couple people, you know, combining it together. Like, Astenia would never have happened if Mark was kind of heavily involved in the songwriting process. Yeah, I agree. And conversely, I think Tom would have totally overcomplicated Here's Your Letter. <laughs> I agree. I, I think
2: you're absolutely
0: right. What's one some of your guys' like favorites off California and some of the ones you guys don't like? I mean, I, I may have missed the one you guys reviewed, California.
2: Uh, okay, well, I don't like Sober. I don't like it at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> that song can burn in hell for all I care. I yeah. just can't stand it. Uh, so I don't if know if I wanted want it to burn in hell, but yeah, i wanted to with burn. you. Um, I, it grew so,
0: on me. I don't know why.
2: I, don't, I just can't. I mean, I you know I'll <laughs> listen to it if if I can't reach uh, something to change the this, this song. But other than that, I'm changing and going right through it. So I don't like sober and I don't really care for home is such a lonely place very much. Uh, but San Diego is like one of my favorite. songs. How do you songs. feel so, a bit about that being picked as the next single? I feel like it is a it is a, it is a metaphor for this entire album. It's a completely safe choice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this album was designed to regain some popularity. And not be too risky with the new member so as not to upset, you know, too many people and get new fans and make a lot of money and get them back in the limelight. And I really hope the next album is a lot different. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's it an enjoyable be- album, but I just wish I wish it went in a different direction. I don't like John Feldman's choices sometimes either.
0: Like I don't know. I would say that every song almost has like interesting aspects about it, but mm-hmm. there's never like the perfect song and such like I, I like um, uh, I mean cynical's on the album, right cynical's pretty great yeah cynical's awesome yeah what did you Good say opener. what was, was what, what other than like you guys what you didn't like what was some of
2: your highlights of it well for me San Diego and California are pretty excellent um, and it's weird because I remember we're listening to San Diego being like I don't know why but I feel like this is about Tom before they ever said anything about it and then when they said that I was like that's cool I like that they addressed <laughs> it even it. though they didn't want to yeah um, so what we did, one, I wanted to see if you guys had ever done this. What we did after listening to the album was we... So Mark has always said that they've taken pride in the track sequencing in all their albums. And I feel like in this album, it was severely lacking. So we resequenced California to what we thought it should be. Do mm. you guys ever do that stuff?
0: I I have, but not with theirs. I yeah,
1: know. I I've definitely done that with some things. I remember like... Uh, way back in the day, there was like a tool album where <laughs> it was supposedly it was lateralis and like supposedly the order is the real order is supposed to correlate with like a uh, some like like the Fibonacci sequence or some bullshit and it it was like uh all but confirmed like it probably is real and if you do it it's like all they all flow in like one song kind of thing but i never uh I never was just like. Let me just
0: like make this album feel better. <laughs> well, what what did you do f- to make California sequence better? Like, what did you guys do? Funny you should ask.
2: Um, <laughs> I'll pull it right up. It's, uh, it's like hard though because I kept all, I kept all the songs, so I didn't I didn't delete any songs. I just resequence. But when we right. get the deluxe version, we talked about this. We're probably gonna actually go and you know remove some songs and then resequence and do uh, like uh, best of the both kind of thing kind of and then but we're also going to mix it as one whole album and just see if we can make it flow because I I remember when angels and airwaves' first album we don't need a whisper got leaked and I heard it out of sequence and I wasn't really impressed with it but for some reason when I heard it in order I, I enjoyed it a lot more yeah and yeah. I feel like most of their albums are sequenced really well I think they usually like uh, they flow really well I, I think they always do but I just didn't for whatever reason, it wasn't clicking with me with this album, and so I was like, I gotta fix this for them, you know, so they know they know uh... I do kind of see
1: where you're coming from a bit Uh, some transitions like Los Angeles to Sober are a little weird and I think Bored to Death to Los Angeles is a little weird, and um, Kings of the Weekend I also think, feels like it should come like later or like towards the end Mm-hmm.
0: and I think is there a motorcycle by somebody's house <laughs> we just had a freaking crazy car go by
2: oh uh, okay so one thing that really bothered me is I think a lot of the uh, like for example I'm Lost Without You I think is the absolute best closer of an al- of that album I think it was, like, it was perfect and I think California was the same for this album I think California was the best way to go out so I love Bohemian Rhapsody but I wouldn't put it at the end for that reason because I think it just really throws off the vibe after California and so, yeah. so I moved that somewhere in the middle, yeah it kind of like
0: kills the I don't know it's kind of kind of a sweet ending, I suppose the California and then it just kind of like you know it ends with yeah with a fart <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah and so I mean I just I just took it and moved it somewhere else and my my sequence was, I have sober as number three but did Packy's like it doesn't really fit I was like it doesn't fit anywhere but I had to keep it in there so I just got it out of the way it's cause
1: it sucks Packy, in the first half of the
2: song I don't know that it sucks I just don't really enjoy it very much but uh, so mine goes like cynical no future uh, sober cause you have to she's out of her mind bored to death Bohemian Rhapsody the only thing that matters. Built this pool. Teenage satellites. Home of such a lonely place. King's of the weekend. Left alone. Los Angeles. Rabbit hole. San Diego, California. And I did not purposely put the California songs all at the end. It just kind of flowed that way. <laughs> I kind of like.
1: Yeah, I kind of like that. San Diego to California.
0: Do you have like a spot that on a Spotify playlist?
1: I have it on Apple.
2: No, I have. I can put it on one, but I have it on. I have. I have an iPhone, so I have Apple Music, so I have uh, an Apple nice. Music playlist. But yeah. Cool. And Packy did one, too. His was a little bit different. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't good. It was as good, better
3: than think. yours is what it was.
2: <laughs> That's a good exercise. I like that. Packy, do you have that
1: uh, with you? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I started mine We're never c- this prepared for our own show. <laughs> <say, laughs> we <We're not>. no. <laughs> uh,
3: I started with Cynical also. Just, you know, it's a good opener. it's, yeah, it's, um, it's the opener. Uh, went from that to Los Angeles, to Bored to Death, to Built This Pool, to She's Out of Her Mind, to Teenage Satellites to home is such a lonely place sober kings of the weekend left alone the only thing that matters rabbit hole san diego Bohemian rhapsody no future in california
0: hmm.
1: That's crazy having Los Angeles at number 2. I feel yeah, like that's well, it, like That
3: that's the one that danced around the most cuz I had it like towards the end of the album and then like I was listening and I go I don't like it there. Then I just kept like moving it up, moving it up and then finally it just kind of nestled nicely before bored to death cuz I feel like it goes not like right yeah. into it, but it's a nice transition.
1: I'm kind of like interested in doing that. Cause I know the defender of the song Los Angeles and that would be a, a, like a weird start to the album and maybe help kind of offset some of its like genericness.
3: That, that was kind of what I was going for. Cause like, it's so happy and sunshiny and like, I feel like a lot of their albums have, you know, always have like a good solid opener. And then the second song is like kind of what, sets the tone can set the tone for the album or completely throw you in the you know wrong direction yeah. and
2: that's yeah like what feeling this to obvious yeah. yeah 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 which both are excellent songs but it's just like i mean that album alone is just insanely great i love that yeah. album so much what would you say is the defining like if you had to pick one song that just represents all that blink 182 is to you what would that song be i know that's kind of a loaded question mm. but i'm curious uh Personally,
1: <laughs> sure, uh, probably damn it. I think okay. If I were to just pick like a song uh, that, that to me is like what I like about Blink, like what's special about Blink, I'd say damn it. Okay,
0: like to almost uh, like is this like you're showing somebody Blink 182 for the first time? Is no, that- no, 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 <laughs>
1: I mean, that's not how I understood the question.
2: Uh. no not really but i mean you could take it that way but because to me that's how i that's how i express myself is like when i find a, a song or you know with like my, my girlfriend's head or fiance has had so many different times i've said i'm like this is how i feel and it's always a blink Two song and so it is kind of you know showing them but also showing yourself at the same absolutely family reunion you know oftentimes
0: oh that's an interesting question um I mean I've always said I've said it a million times that like wasting time is one of my favorite blink 182 a two songs mm-hmm. uh but like I don't know are you talking about like the opening like feeling this um, maybe like dumpweed is one of them too, I think mm-hmm. yeah, you're right, something with openers is the is the shit, yeah, there is
1: something about the the opening dumpweed riff that was just like instant ear candy the first time I heard it, I was like, it is this is this is it, I want more of this
2: sound. <laughs> I love it as an opener for the shows too. You know, I, I've heard it a few times like that, and I always thought that was such a great opener. But I also like feeling this. It's they're both really good because they both get the energy kind of going. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm a firm believer though of like I wish that they would switch it up a little bit. Even though feeling this is such a great opener for yeah, your show. Yeah. I just, I it, it'd be great to go to a show and not know, I mean, even with the internet, it's hard that you always know yeah. what's going to happen, but if you didn't know where they were going to start, it uh, makes the show even better, in my opinion.
2: I agree. I think it'd be great if they just did a, you know, an old song that they don't usually do, just every now and then just throw it in, just people are like, what the fuck? Because yeah. it sucks <laughs> yeah. when you go to a show, especially, I've been to quite a few, and they get to be formulaic after a while, and you're like, I like I would tell whoever else was with us, like, all right, they're going to do, damn it, right now, or all the small things is right, you know, it's it's sucks that you know that. You want some variety and some kind of spontaneity.
1: I'm expecting and uh, hoping (laughs) that now that Blink is, like, regular, uh, it's a thing that's going to be pretty, you know, they're touring what seems like pretty consistently now and it's, yeah. you know, it seems like this is their full-time job. I'm, I'm expecting we're going to get some variety with that because I think for a while they were just stuck in this, um, this position of, of touring so infrequently they were kind of always having to reintroduce themselves. Yeah. Reintroduce themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And I think now they're going to be, you know, they played here, uh, played around here in Ridgefield a year ago and, you know, so next time they come here, they're, you know, that wasn't that long ago. So I, I'm i expecting them to be like, OK, we can do something different.
2: Yeah, I got to see them twice in less than a year, which has never happened as a fan of blink Two <laughs> for me. I mean, even in their, their heyday, I, I, I never saw them twice within a year's range. And uh, they came in uh, right when the album came out, July 31st, I think. I saw them somewhere around that time, and then I saw them again in April or March at the rodeo of all fucking places, which I thought was strange, because <laughs> they're all Texas? vegan, and no. it's, yeah, I know, but it was just crazy, and I was like, I didn't, I wasn't going to go to this shit, because I wasn't paying, I hate the rodeo, but I got free tickets, so I went, and it was actually really cool, They did it was awesome, and there was a lot of people there that actually had Blink-182 shirts on, not just a bunch of old people or cowboy people, like, there were so many people, it was one of their bigger crowds, 65,000 people, the fucking rodeo wow. for Blink-182, it
0: blew was my it, mind. Was, was it weird that, as I saw your videos actually yeah. of that, and it's like,
2: there's like big open space between like uh-huh. the
0: stands and the stage, was that weird, or?
2: It was, I was, pre- I was one of the reasons I really didn't want to go, because I really prefer smaller venues, especially, that's what I like about Rancid and Effects, is they usually play like House yeah. of Blues, or something where you can get pretty intimate with a band, and I prefer that, but with blink Two, they always play the shitty fucking big ass arenas around here, and it sucks, because you can never get close, and this was even worse, because there's a center stage and you have the entire you know, uh, arena where they do the rodeo that no one can go down there unless you spend like a lot of money. And even those people didn't get very close. You probably couldn't see them in the video, but there were some people off to the side. Mm. So it was a weird experience because you're really just watching a monitor the entire time. But it reminded said me of that, like the Beatles at Shea Stadium. Yeah. Having said that I don't like standing up and jumping around I never have I'm the weirdest concert goer I'd like to sit the fuck down and just watch these people do what that. I pay them to do and so that for that reason I enjoyed the hell out of it I was like I, everybody's sitting down except for the people no that were would... judging me
1: for just sitting down and you got like a nice beer and some popcorn like a, yeah.
3: I don't know it was what, great. I don't know
1: what
2: like uh rodeo food is but... well they had this place actually it's a it's the Texans football stadium and they actually have like full service food I mean like oh, anything yeah. you could think of they had it was great so so were
1: you like eating a meal while you were watching <laughs> Pretty much, Blink? yeah. That's awesome.
2: I was doing the same thing last time when I saw them at the stadium because uh, it was All-American Rejects and A Data Remember. And I actually like All-American Rejects, but they were the opener. So I was waiting in line for that fucking poster, and it, I was in line for like 30 minutes. So I didn't. their mm-hmm. set was done by the time I got back. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm hungry asking. now, and I need to go get something from the other uh, merch stand because they didn't have it over there. So I sat in line through the entirety of A uh, Day to Remember's set waiting for uh, a shirt or some shit. So then I came back and ate, and then blink Two came on, and I'm surrounded by a lot of younger kids that just go nuts and scream the entire time and stand up. And I'm like, can you guys just, just in front of me just sit down, and I'll be fine. The rest of you can stand up and bounce. This girl next to me was recording the entire time she was bouncing around, and I was like, whoever watches that video it's going to hate this young lady because it's not even remotely in, like in the same position at all. She's, she's got never going to watch it landscape. Yeah, no, she's not. <laughs> and then apparently in the time <laughs> during a day to remember, uh, set was going on. Casey was like, you, you should have been here. That's my fiance. They, uh, <laughs> she made her mom cry because she didn't want to be seen with her. Oh my she god! Because she was being uncool, you know, and the kid's like thirteen, and I'm just like, God, I wish I could have been there to watch that, but uh, <laughs> I was in line waiting for other shit. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it, it was an odd experience the rodeo, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, we we went
0: saw him last year. It was definitely an interesting, uh, just like the different types of people that were there to see it. Like you, like you said, you saw like parents with their kids, and there's like old. You know, 30 year old dudes like us, and then there's just like these young kids screaming, it was crazy. And it's cool 20 somethings like me. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 uh, what was some of your guys' favorite times you saw
2: them live? Like, does you have like a particular favorite? I think for me, the first time, even though it was bittersweet, so the first time I saw them was in 2002 and it was the Pop Disaster Tour with Green Day. Mm-hmm. Oh and my
1: god, I'm so jealous you went to that! I, yeah, my girlfriend, I, it was went great to that
2: too. It was great, but it sucked because I had never seen Blink live, and I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I had heard the Mark Tom and Travis show at this point, and that is a bit polished. So when you hear them the first time live, it doesn't sound like that. And then Green Day comes on and just blows them out of the fucking water. I mean, they put on one hell of a show yeah, every time I've seen Green Day. Such a good live band. It's they are. I mean, they're outstanding. You know, they really put on a show. And so seeing two of my favorite bands was great, but my favorite band is Blink like all the way. And then just seeing them kind of be outperformed uh, did suck, but it was great. Sort of it was my like favorite like sh- watching show. Them go like your favorite team
1: and just like watch them like get demolished by the rival.
2: Yeah, it's like watching my favorite baseball team all the time. The Astros. They, you know, <laughs> uh, it's basically what it is. And uh, so that was probably that was my first experience, and that was definitely one of my favorites. And then I think. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed the reunion tour with Tom. It was actually mm-hmm. pretty good, yeah, uh, even though he I couldn't sing. It. I ended up apologizing to my uh, friend at the time that went with me because she had never seen him, and I was like, I'm really sorry about Tom. He does this. I <laughs> <laughs> was like, no, it was great. And She was drunk, but uh, and I was like, so was he, so that's good. But I enjoyed the reunion tour, and I enjoyed the neighborhoods tour as well. Nice. Have you I- ever seen them, Packy? Um.
3: Yeah, my favorite show is the California one, just because that's the only time I ever saw them.
2: that's what i thought was so strange his first time seeing them was was you know a completely different blink 182 yeah
3: i totally missed out like the only time that i noticed that they were rolling through town before back in portland was um i think it was like the vans warp tour or something like that like one of my friends said hey blink's gonna be there we should go and i'm like okay and then it just never happened and then Mm. then i started like actively going to concerts after that when they broke up
0: <laughs> yeah, for I remember being in junior high when the Pop Disaster tour was coming through and I remember like begging like it was I don't think I had been to a concert yet and I think we were begging my mom to like mit, let me go and I was, was in the same boat. And there was no one to really take me or anything. I didn't have any older brothers or it was kind of like like I was, and I remember like friends coming like to the school the next day that have gone and it was just like I couldn't believe I missed that. I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> they come
1: back like you know, Ryan, I went to the Pop Disaster Tour, a boy. I came
0: back and <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, the first time I saw them was um, during the Untitled when they toured with No Doubt, and that was probably my favorite. It was pretty damn great.
1: It was actually the first time I saw them as well. Uh, I was at the same show, but we didn't know each other at the time. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was probably my favorite too because that Untitled era live stuff, for my money, is is their best live Anyway. Absolutely. I uh, ever... I saw
0: them with Cypress Hill. Oh wow. <laughs> wow.
3: Like on you ever tour.
0: Seen, seen like that video? It's of it's during the Untitled era and it's always reposted on Reddit mm-hmm. of them playing like everything. Like yeah. It's like in Tokyo or something like that. It's like Oh yeah, when, when they're playing show. it so
2: fast cuz they're like fuck this shit I want to get out of here.
0: Yeah, but it's so good.
2: It's like, good. It know. is great. It's good. Yeah. I didn't really get that vibe until you kind of watch it and you get other people's thoughts in your head, but yeah, yeah. no, it was great. It was insanely fast, though. I was He's like, like punching
0: shit. his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, if they kept going from that moment, like, they'd probably, I don't know. It was, it was just like, like watching an old there's video a video from the 80s um, or
1: something. like the feeling one feel <laughs> feeling one the feeling this one gets tossed around a lot and uh, you've probably like all seen it if you've li- listening to this one that I think um, I saw uh, a little while ago that I'd never seen before anyway is a video of go from like the same you know say it was a couple days before or after like it was around the same time and you know the song go so like just imagine that quick fast song but then like there's like Gop! Yeah. it's like the gnarliest <laughs> performance by blink i'll i'll probably like have to splice some of this in We were gonna get into some news. Yeah, yeah. And let's do it. One of the things we had was those Instagram posts. I don't know if that be or a... Twitters and stuff. Yeah, it's Twitters <laughs> and stuff. uh You you were kind of alluding maybe to some of the stuff that's been happening. Uh but have you guys been following like this this train wreck? Uh
2: boxcar racers? (laughs) (laughs) Train Yeah. I follow it all the time because it (laughs) it it makes my day. If I'm having a shitty day, I can go like what kind of shit is Tom saying right now that doesn't make any sense and matter matter of fact, train wreck is gonna
3: be the name of the next boxcar racer. So just to recap,
2: if anyone
1: is listening and hasn't heard, um these are some of the things that Tom has tweeted out. Uh, Travis Barker and I had a good conversation today. This time it was a bit more serious and not just a crazy photo that I get suckered into. Uh, to which Travis replied, "Ha." Uh, <laughs> I love Travis's response then, to the uh, shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> ha. Um, and then uh, Tom tweeted uh, later, "Ha." All this talk about Boxcar Racer. Who should we have? Who, who should we have guest on the album? If there was one smiley face. <laughs> He's so coy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then and then he well, just tweeted That was that was before. But.
1: Oh yeah. And before that, I guess I, I guess he had tweeted just wah 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 Ben Wah <laughs> from the the song Ben Wah Balls. Absolutely. <laughs> <remember>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like is he just bored? Or what do you guys think about this?
2: I think anytime there's something coming from the new Blink-182 camp, Tom feels the need to make sure people haven't forgotten about him. (laughs) Yeah. Man, I I feel
1: like an idiot, but I didn't even think that, like, oh, they have the Deluxe coming out in, like, a week.
2: I mean, that's (laughs) when he really starts getting like this, is anytime they have some upcoming release or something like that, he starts saying all sorts of shit like this and talking about how he's still in Blink-182 or he's working on some new something and then, you know, it dies down after a while.
3: Yeah, because he's been saying, like, you know, Strange Times is coming out, and then Poet gets another novel and a film, and then he's like, and Boxcar Racer. It's like, hey, don't forget
0: about me, guys. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that stuff with Boxcar. I mean, it's kind of like is he? he's literally just needing the attention. But, I mean, what would Boxcar Racer be if it came Yeah, out? I mean, that's the thing is, like, what would
1: Boxcar Racer be that that would be different than Angels and Airwaves or just his solo stuff?
2: It would be interesting to see what that would be with Travis. I mean, I would listen just out of curiosity, but I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna catch that kind of uh, album again. Like, I think Boxcar Racer—the album was was great, and it was it was awesome, and I love that album very dearly. But I liked what I don't know if you ever saw the. There's a little DVD they put out. I think Atticus Maya put it, put it out, and Boxcar Racer was heavily featured on it. And Travis said he thought it'd be fun to make an album like under a different name like once and that's it and be done with it and do that like every other year or so. He's like, it's probably not good for business, but I think it'd be really fun. And I yeah, always wish they would I, do that. I think in that interview, he, he
1: kind of described it as like, I want to do it and like not even, uh, release an album really just like make music and like tour, uh, in like a fake, like an alternate band, kind of like what green day did, I guess they released <laughs> albums, but he didn't even want to like, uh, make it a thing, like an official lasting thing, uh, for sure.
2: Yeah, and I always thought that was a cool idea, and that that's that's about all the interest I would have. Really, I would like to see what they would make because I think Travis is an excellent drummer, and I think Boxcar was was some of Tom's best work. To be honest, um, it's unfortunate the kind of rift that it caused that later led to other things <laughs> happening with that, the band I yeah. fell in love with originally. But um, I think well, it Tom was, was
1: talking in these tweets. One of the things he said is, you know, who would be a cool guest spot. On the album and you know let's say it happens let's mm-hmm. see, travis and tom are like yeah we're doing another boxcar race album who would you want to have guest on there well
2: i think it would be very important to have tim armstrong again uh oh that would be that would be great because I, i'm a huge rancid fan and i love the way he sings even though it's almost incoherent most of the time
1: <laughs> doesn't rancid <laughs> have a new album yeah they have a new out. album coming out trouble yeah, they do Nice. Yeah. What's the the word on that?
2: I don't know. I haven't. I heard that song. It's it's the, the I think it was called, uh, oh, fuck, Ghost. Ghost of Something. Not on the dance floor. I know that. Ghost of Something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited about it. I, I think Rancid is one of the pretty consistent bands. They always make music. Uh, like No Effects. I like No Effects too, but they're less political than No Effects. They do it in a more, a less aggressive way, I would say. Like, Fat Mike just likes to piss people off all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing I've enjoyed about Rancid and they've seen some mainstream success while still maintaining their sound, but being able to kind of reinvent their sound every couple of years. I think that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. They kind of remind me of like a bad religion or mm-hmm. something, not really in their sound, no, but no. like in the way you're saying, they're just kind of being consistent and good.
0: Yeah. What's a, I mean, um, I mean, speaking of, I guess, of Rancid and stuff, like, do you guys kind of just gravitate toward kind of more the punky kind of stuff or what kind of other music and stuff do you guys, well, this
2: is where Packy and I kind of differ uh, a lot. I, I kind of first started listening to punk as my best friends. Uh, he had, you know, he had an older brother that was into punk and that's kind of the only way I was able to find it. Cause I, I'm the eldest sibling in my family. So I didn't, you know, I was, I didn't really have anybody to teach me anything or give me anything to listen to. So uh, we would hang around him and he listened to punk all the time. And I fell in love with no effects and, and rancid. And I just love the shit out of punk, social distortion, I mean, Bad Religion, Fugazi, all of that shit. I love it all. And I think it's that's primarily what I listen to. Blink is the exception. I'm always having to defend it too. (laughs) In high school, people gave me such shit for it. Now they're just like, they're still making music? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, you know, you want to go see them? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, but you're 30. And I'm like, I understand that.
1: Yeah, I feel like when I was in high school, everyone was like, I can't believe you listened to Blink-Wing-2. They're not cool. (laughs) And now people are like, can't believe you listened to Blink Wayne Two. They used to be so cool. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an odd <laughs> like, thing. When was the window? When was I supposed to be like cool listening to them? Because I don't think I ever was. Don't
2: ask <laughs> us because we missed our window apparently. <laughs> so don't don't take our advice. But so for me, it was primarily punk and and uh, you know some some classic rock. Actually, I really love the Beach Boys. I think it's one thing, Packy and I do share so is I absolutely love yeah. oh, yeah. yeah, Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah.
0: What's your uh, what, What's your go tos, Packy? Um
3: growing up it was a lot of classic rock you know I first picked up a guitar because of ACDC and you know I can't can't play like ACDC that's why I like Blink-182 because that's easy (laughs) and I can play it but um, as I grew older it it gravitated towards Blink and Green Day, Eve 6, Bowling for Soup you know the the poppier side of punk was always my preference.
1: Yeah I was kind of with you there I mean now I'm I'm kind of, I like it all. But yeah. when I was getting into Blink, I was definitely into, yeah, like the Sunny Pop, um, the Jimmy Eat Worlds, yeah. and the Phoenix TXs of
0: the day.
3: Oh, God, I forgot about them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So one of the things, too, with uh, this whole boxcar Tom tweets thing. Is like somebody recommended Anthony Green to um, be a guest, and if you don't know Anthony Green, he was—he's a singer of Circa Survive. He was the original singer for Sin, and he's part of all kinds of side projects. And he actually tweeted back at Tom saying, "Let's jam." Hmm. So there you have it.
2: Cool. <laughs> you know, I think one of my favorite things to happen with Tom and uh, is from island rubin because people ask him all the time on instagram and stuff things about angel airwaves and that dude just is not having it like some someone asked him something about it the other day and he's like i can't remember what he said but it was basically like look i it was just i don't give a shit this is not about tom this is not angel airwaves (laughs) he's doing something else i don't know please stop asking yeah
3: yeah Yeah, i think somebody asked him and he's like ask tom
1: (laughs) yeah i i uh i follow him on instagram and he did a live video last night around midnight he was in the studio recording for just a few minutes and um i got on and there was only like a handful of people in in the like video because it was pretty late and uh yeah it was just people like where's tom what's new with angels and airwaves and i just like jesus like the guy's a cool musician the and new regime is
3: actually pretty good too
1: yeah, I think they're I think they're pretty sweet. Uh
2: they sound like a less pompous
1: muse. Yeah. I yeah, I could I could agree with that.
2: <laughs> what I find funny um, is the dude is insanely talented. There's no there's no question. And when he got involved Oh my god, yeah, with, he's like a musical yeah, genius. Yeah, when he got involved, I mean, with he's Tom. kind of like
1: Travis and that he just has like a
2: undeniable skill on instruments. Oh yeah it's insane it makes you want to put down your instrument if you play one he uh when he got involved with tom i was just like god that had to have been the most irritating thing ever because there was videos of him being like why are you pronouncing that word that way and tom's like i didn't even know i was doing that And i'm like everybody in the fucking world knows you do that how do you not know you do it there's no way you're just not <laughs> hearing that it's like when when george bush was saying he's like well if i if i do uh ha- you know have an accent i don't, I don't hear it <laughs> okay well you've got one somehow from my state even though you weren't born here but whatever <laughs> well maybe if
0: if tom didn't pronounce this stuff the way he does he may not be where he is today you're you know? probably right i
2: never really had much of a problem with it i but every, like Do i know, remember I... when feeling this like when that album came out this self-titled untitled uh i played feeling this and my girlfriend at the time was just like sing so dramatically much worse than he did and i was just like i don't hear it the way you hear it i don't know
0: where do you
1: go
2: from here i did hear it and i feel so <laughs> mad because i had a friend that was like i was like what do you think about boss he's like i feel so mad and i was like All right, you, <laughs> <me, dude. laughs> it's a good song and I,
0: I i i can relate to that trying to listen to them in the car and, and friends that just don't get it no <laughs> they, they just... don't get it <laughs>
1: it's the best voice
0: ever it's the voice what of did, a generation I, I, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> a whiny generation.
0: <laughs> did you? Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. I didn't see it, but Mark did like a live Instagram thing. Um, Mike, you you
2: saw it? Yeah. Did Did either of you guys see this last night? No, I, I did that not one. see it. I saw all the things about it, but I didn't actually see it.
1: Yeah, it was. So I watched it while doing the dishes. Uh, it was <laughs> a delightful way to spend twenty or so minutes. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> he was basically like. Uh, backstage after they had just done I think the last tour the last show of like this kind of leg of the tour and was just chilling out and he took some questions and also kind of walked around and was uh, introducing people to some of the high level staff on the tour so they he introduced their uh, chef I think her name was Stephanie who does like vegan and vegetarian stuff for him and uh, like saw some of the food and stuff and it seemed pretty dope and uh yeah I think I'm trying to think of like what questions he took
2: um I'm guessing only the safe ones
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean he didn't he didn't use this as like the time to say like I'm gay or I don't know <laughs> like a major revelation uh he said his favorite Alkaline Trio album was from Here to Infirmary which I thought Good was kind of cool it's produced by Jerry Finn um so mm, I'm cool. guessing that's maybe why he <laughs> liked it i don't know how familiar you guys are with alkaline tree or not but
2: my i don't i'm not as familiar with them as i'd like to be but my favorite song from the moment i heard it and still is is hell yes Sweet.
1: I know we're we're kind of reminiscing about Blink, and in that vein, I had a, uh, I thought it'd be fun to play like a little game, um, uh, about Blink trivia. The Blink 180 True is the <laughs> well,
2: fuck name. You guys. That's great. Of The game. Clever. That's <laughs> fucking clever. <laughs>
0: yeah. If you ever, um, it's sort of like. There's a podcast we like like called Tell Them Steve Dave. You ever seen heard that before? It's like Kevin Smith's friends. They do a game called One True Three, and we're kind of ripping that off for this. Well, it's, a, right? it's an old it's an old thing. They do it on Wait Wait Don't
1: Tell Me on NPR as well. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, I'm going to I'll be hosting this uh, this game master of Ceremoni- ceremonies. Um, I will read a blink fact um, three three blink facts. Okay, one of them. Uh, will be true, two will be false. And so the person who's up has to guess what the true fact is out of the three. Okay. All Um, right. And so the way we'll do this is we'll have uh, one person at a time will be up, and uh, you will have the opportunity as a lifeline to ask a member of the other pod uh, (laughs) for help. (laughs) Um, And if you win, you get a point, and you get to stay in the game. And if you lose, you're out of the game. So All this, right. It was a pretty quick game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so would one of you fine gentlemen like to go first?
2: Let's do it. I'll go first. So
1: the first question. Uh, Ryan, don't, no cheating. Uh, not go the, the filming of the original Josie music video was chaotic, and the original idea was scrapped. Do you guys, by the way, know about this? The, the original Josie music video? Like, have you ever heard about this? I've heard, yes, I've heard about it quite a bit. Okay, good. All right, you might know this. Uh, I, don't, I probably don't, but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the following is true about the production of that video? A. When the room was almost filled with water, a floating piece of shrapnel sliced into Tom's head. B. B. A loose wire from a light electrocuted Scott's drum set and briefly set it on fire. And C, the water used for the shoot was mistakenly non-potable reclaimed sewage water.
2: <laughs> mm. I'm gonna and go with this. I'm gonna just
1: go with A. And uh, A, uh, just to clarify, that is what the room almost filled with water. A piece of shrapnel, shrapnel stuck n- into. Tom's head. Uh, that's correct. Uh, you got it right, man. That uh, this video was like a disaster, though.
0: It was uh, so. You're taking these from uh, Tales Beneath Your Mom, right?
1: Oh yeah. So th- these are facts f- from the book
0: Tales from Beneath. Oh, do you are, do
1: you have this book? Are you familiar? I, I, yeah, I do. I've read it. A oh goddamn it! That's probably why well, you got it right then. Uh, well, good job. Sorry. You got a point <laughs> It won't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fuck you. Don't get right. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, All right, Packy, would you like to be up next? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So the actual Josie video, uh, as we all know, was a cinematic masterpiece. Another cinematic masterpiece is the movie Star Wars. Which of the following is an actual Star Wars reference in the music video for Josie? A, the teacher during the scene in class was played by none other than Michael Carter, the actor who portrayed Bib Fortuna in Return of the Jedi. (laughs) B, (laughs) Tom can be seen mouthing the phrases, use the force and stay on target. To mark while he's running, and C, in the background of the there is a school election poster with the words "Grand Moff Tarkin for class president."
0: <laughs> what do you going? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to answer. <laughs>
1: right, and, I and do have mind, to answer you can, for sure. You can ask, I can't just be uh, quiet. You, you can throw a lifeline to uh, to Ryan over here. Oh, the opposite pod. I
0: thought there's their own. No, the opposite
1: pod. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. Um
3: let's go with B.
1: I so B so is Tom can be seen mouthing the phrases "use the force" and "stay on target" to Mark while he's running. Is B your final answer? I mean, that's what I saw. Well, <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Ann Hoppus, the writer of Tales from Beneath Your Mom, saw something different. Uh, <laughs> she saw... <laughs> uh, That's the a nice way to put, put you down. Ha, uh, in the you. background is a school election poster with the words Grand Moff Tarkin for class. Ryan, do you want to let the listeners know who, if they may not be aware, who Grand Moff Tarkin <laughs> is?
0: He's uh, the Death Star General dude. He was kind of created
2: for Rogue One. Did not like that version of him. Yeah, just kind of. I know this is not the Star Wars podcast, but <laughs> we talk about Star Wars. It's cool. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm,
0: um... I'm allowing Star Wars on this podcast. Okay, yeah, we're cool.
1: recording this on a laptop that's sitting above a Star Wars card game mat uh, that Ryan <laughs> owns. So, yeah, Star Wars talk is is always welcome.
2: Awesome. <laughs> Damn, well, I, I did you let know us down one. there, buddy? Yeah, that's right. what well, I do. I'm sorry
1: to to kick you off the pod, uh, <laughs> khaki, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna push the the Mister Burnsyan trapdoor now and move on to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan,
0: go. Okay. He, he's trying to move his laptop so I don't see it. Yeah. Uh,
1: which '90s teen drama supposedly inspired? Well, I guess Mark said this. I don't know why I read supposedly. Uh, so, which '90s teen drama inspired Mark to write "Going Away to College"? Was it A. Varsity Blues, B. Ten Things I Hate About You, or C. Can't Hardly Wait?
0: Hmm, I think it's Can't Hardly Wait. Do you, uh,
1: do you down the bunny hole, folks? Know any of these movies?
0: You yeah, know these movies.
1: Oh yeah, I, I don't. I haven't seen any of them.
0: Wow. <laughs> well like all right so as varsity blues.
1: The the options so this is the song Going Away to College, Mark said he said he actually wrote it two days. He like saw the movie and is like he wrote the song basically. Mm-hmm. So the options are Varsity Blues, Ten Things I Hate About You, you ever seen that? And can't hardly wait. I'm gonna go with B. Say- I know no. I'm not
2: ass, but I'm going with B. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: uh <laughs> all right, Ryan, that's your lifeline. You just used it and uh, <laughs> is, is that it? I thought it was gonna be can't,
0: can't hardly
2: Is wait. that
1: your answer? Ten things I hate
0: about you. I kinda wanna go with Ten Hard Can't Hardly Wait. I, f- I feel like even blinks on the soundtrack for that. Maybe I'm not. I don't maybe I'm wrong. Um I'm gonna stick with Can't Hardly Wait. You sa- Zach, you said uh I said Ten Things I hate, I hate About hate you.
2: you
1: It is Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah!
0: Oh, I was actually a little
1: worried, Ryan, that you would know this uh, because 10 Things I Hate About You and Varsity Blues were released the same year as Enema of the State. So, like, there's no way they could have. <laughs> but can't hardly wait, it was 1998. So,
0: well, I know 10 Things I Hate About You pretty well. And th- I actually did a report on that to pass English basically in senior year. But <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's, it's Taming of the Shrew, Shakespeare.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. You should see it. All right, all right, I'll check it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, it's an excellent piece of, of film.
1: Uh, maybe, Packy, you can watch it while you're... Down the, down bunny the hole. Yeah, down the you hole. Down the bunny hole. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, Zach. Uh, yes. Round two. Uh, okay. Probably the last round, because that's about how many questions I have. <laughs> how has Tom described fans who want to seek out the band's first recording, Fly Swatter? So this is basically something Thomas said in response to like people who are trying to listen to, to flyswatter. Okay. A. It's like they're trying to collect a piece of feces. B. I wish I could use that memory eraser thing from Men in Black and make everyone forget that it exists. C. I'd rather just send them a tape of my farts.
2: <laughs> they're all really good answers. Uh... <laughs> Have you heard flyswatter? parts I haven't heard all the way through yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know I'm gonna go with A yeah. just cause fuck it I don't know
1: you go, gonna go with A uh, it's like they're trying to collect a literal piece of feces
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're right
0: yeah <laughs> good job just putting the clap sound fix
1: alright so we have one more question and Ryan I guess this is basically uh, if you win uh, if you get this right it'll be a tie
0: yeah, um, you don't have a tiebreaker.
1: Well, you know, I wasn't sure how this was going to play out. <laughs> uh, but uh, if, you get, if you lose, then down the bunny hole is, is the superior podcast. Oh, okay. I right. think we have to stop podcasting okay. if we lose, so please don't get this. All right, here we go. Which of the following has Blink-182 told reporters or interviewers is a reason behind the 182? A, it's the amount of money they expected to make from the band. <laughs> B, it's Mark's ideal weight. <laughs> C, it's the number of times Tom had to ask the other guys to join. Uh, so who said this again? Someone in the band, you know, just over the course of their career, these are, one of these is, is a reason that they've given for the 182. <clears throat> I can do a lifeline.
0: Yeah, you can do a lifeline. Even though we're competing against each other, I can ask. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is a really it's a risky lifeline. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna ask you guys. Do you guys know, Packy, Packy, Zach,
3: um, D, the number of times they collectively orgasmed recording the first album.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a great Mm, answer. Uh, I'm gonna go with B. You can take it or leave it, but I'm going with B. Mark's (laughs) ideal weight.
3: Keep in mind, Zach has been right this right, whole yeah. game. You've been on a roll. But keep I'm in mind, go...
2: I don't want you to tie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry, Zach. It was B. Mark's uh. ideal weight. And you All know what?
0: Right. We keep. We could both keep podcasting. Man.
1: Yeah, I think it's yeah. fine that we tied. Uh, I honestly didn't plan it to this way. I was kind of hoping to have a tiebreaker with the amount of questions, but I feel like a tie is fitting. Uh, we we can both continue to harmoniously podcast. <laughs> uh together
0: <laughs> yeah this is it's been awesome like yeah thank you guys
1: for
2: indulging uh my game that i prepared
1: <laughs> hell yeah that was fun
2: yeah I, I really enjoyed it you know it's i didn't know what it was gonna be like because you never know when you've never met somebody yeah, even though you've yeah. heard them a lot you're like well, how's this, <laughs> this is gonna be fucking weird but i think that's one thing blink One Eighty Two does well is they bring people together when they're together put your pants back on yeah it's yeah. oh, <laughs> nicely done put good. your fucking pants on